This is Mads here coming at you for first episode of Just Squatching Around. And it's crazy to think that finally after two years, I'm getting into the podcast life. This podcast is going to be about nature, hiking, traveling, photography, and some advice along the way, and sharing some stories as well. I I'm going to get into a little bit of an intro today about what the podcast, a little more about the podcast, a little more about myself, my photography business, and I think I think we're going to end with a nice little story at the end of this all. I think that's how we should how we should begin this. As I said, I'm Mads. That's a nickname. I like to be a little mysterious, just like the Sasquatch. I started Mad Squatch Photography three and a half years ago. I am 26, going on 27 soon. That'll be back, and that'll be in March. I have a bachelor's degree in environmental science, a minor in graphic design. So nature has always come naturally to me, and artistic ability has come kind of naturally to me as well. I've always loved art, and I've always loved science. So, it's it's not a combo, but it does work. It does work, I will say that. I am from a rural area. Uh, I'm sure you can gather on my Instagram and Facebook where I'm kind of from. If you haven't checked out my Instagram and Facebook, totally do so. Mad Squatch Photography, by the way. I started Mad Squatch as a blog slash photography page three and a half years ago. Uh, it started as me, my mother, and my boyfriend and his John boat on a lake. And we were talking about my trip to Belize back in 2015 and some of the stories and some of, you know, Florida stories and that. And my mom just kind of looked at me and was like, you should honestly write a blog. Like, you should write a blog about your stories. Blog about some advice of what you've learned. And, you know, share your photos that way. And so, I I just did. The name came from, we were just throwing some stuff around. Sasquatch got mentioned. And I was like, well, I can't just do Sasquatch photography. And my boyfriend's like, well, what about Sassy Squatch? I said, that's still kind of weird for me. And he's like, well, what about Mad Squatch? And I'm like, that's perfect. That's a combination between my name and Sasquatch. That is great. So that kind of is how that stemmed as well. I do a lot of nature photography, as you probably have gathered. I am a hiker. I am a very avid hiker. I do a lot of pictures on the trail. Uh, a lot of trail pictures, like actual trail pictures, but a lot of like the scenery and the nature behind it and some of the wildlife. I also am a very adamant like bird photographer. That was one thing when I got into photography, I just, I wanted to do was just take pictures of birds. It was just, (laughs) it's kind of crazy and I sound like a crazy bird lady, but I love birds. I, uh, I've been doing photography since 2011. I got my first camera and that Christmas. I was 15, 16 years old. I got a little Kodak digital camera, you know, a little point shoots. And I just, I kind of fell in love, really. I had a dream of always owning the DSLRs like the big shots have. And 
I was kind of getting jealous as the years went on about, you know, the giant lenses at the burning festivals. And I that was just a big old pipe dream for me. And I got my DSLR Nikon D5200 in 2015. I kind of was forced into it. I didn't have a camera because the Kodak was shot. It just, once I went to Belize, the humidity got to it so much that the buttons wouldn't work or anything like that. So my boyfriend at the time bought me my Nikon and I rolled with that for a little while. And then my boyfriend now in 2018 got a Sony mirrorless and I was so jealous. I was like, this is taking some pretty banger pictures. I just, I would love to have one. So I ended up with the Sony a- A6000 and I also have a Sony full frame camera as well. So I, I roll with those quite a bit. It's just, I I don't know. I just, I love photography in the way that I do have a lot of stories. I do, I do love to travel. I probably have traveled mo- more than most 26-year-olds, really. Um, it's just something I've always loved to do. I don't, I don't know where I got the bug or whatever that makes me want to do it so much, but... Every time I go to a family gathering, they're like, okay, so what do you got planned this year for a trip? But we always go to the Smokies every year, so that's always been a tradition for my boyfriend and I. Well, we've started it two months into our relationship, and so we always have that annual Smokies trip, I'm sure. If you've been following me for three and a half years, you've probably have gathered that. So, I guess, I don't know, I guess the story I should tell today would be, oh, let me see. I've got so many. Probably, I'll, I'll do Belize since I mentioned it today. Uh, Belize was actually a college trip class that I took. So at my college, the way they did it back in the day, they stopped, I think it was my sophomore year was the last time they did it, was you had fall and spring semester, and then January was this awkward time where they just took and gave you a class for a month. You got to pick that class. You took that o- that class only for that month and got it out of the way. It was nice for the fact that I could have easily double majored if they wouldn't have taken it away, probably. That's what I was told anyway. Um, but then they decided after my sophomore year that they were going to get rid of that option. During that time, they usually did class trips. So, like, Belize for the environmental slash pre-med kids and Italy for the fine arts majors and graphic design majors and, shoot, what was the other one? Business majors went down with us to Belize and so did the teaching majors. And so, it was pretty interesting to me to that actually was what sold me on that college was be able to travel somewhere different and especially to Belize it was for a tropical ecology class so essentially what we did is kept lists while we were there of animals birds and plants that we saw we had to keep a journal and at the end of it we had to write a reflection paper on our trip so it was it was pretty insane. It was pretty intense. Well, and it was pretty chill. <laughs> Belize is pretty chill in of itself. If you don't know the country of Belize, it's, you could fit four of them in a, the state of Ohio. It is a really small country in Central America. 
they are it's a mixture of nationalities really we got to see mennonites down there um slash amish people we saw asians down there that had uh, migrated (laughs) that you know moved to belize for certain reasons um there was mayans Mayan descent people definitely down in southern Belize when we went down there. Oddly enough, that country speaks Spanish, but they also speak, a lot of them speak English. Now, you do run into the occasional person that can't speak English. <laughs> My professor and I know that all too well. We uh, ran into a guy on that was riding a bike when we were out birding, and he just started speaking to us in Spanish. <laughs> we had no idea what he was saying. But, you know, we nodded our head. We said, yeah, yeah. And he just went about his way. He didn't even care. But it's... Belize is a very chilled country. Like, you're when you're on Belizean time, there is no set schedule. There's no... Like, you gotta be here at this time. You're just there when you're there, really. That's, That's the Belizean way. And so I... Honestly, when you were a freshman, they went down when you picked classes, it was all rank. So the juniors that are coming into seniors, being seniors, they picked first. Then you had the sophomores coming into juniors and so on and so on. So we were kind of like the last kit and caboodle besides the newly formed freshmen. And I thought, you know, my my professor knew I really, really wanted to go to Belize. Like, this was one thing that I absolutely wanted. And he looked at me and he said, you know, it's it's all packed up. Like, there was only a certain amount of people. I think there was 10 of us, 12 of us, maybe. And that was the only... So, that was how many they were only allowed to have. And so, he put me on the waiting list. Just to be safe, you know, something could happen and everything. And I I just thought to myself, I was kind of crushed. I was like, this, if I don't go on this trip this year, the, it could be it. I mean, I could never, I could never go do this. So fast forward to sophomore year, it was September or October. And my professor came up to me and he's like, so somebody had to drop out and you're the first on the waiting list would you want to go to Belize? And I remember just, like, telling him, I gotta make a phone call. I gotta, you know, <laughs> it was so off guard. I'm just like, I don't, how am I gonna do this? And I, I told my mom that. I called my mom and I told her about it and I said, you know, I have this opportunity. I can actually go to Belize. Like, I, I, I get to go do this. And she's like, don't worry about the money. We'll figure it out. And we did. And it was, it was incredible. And that was my first time flying. So first time, when you first time fly, you're just like, I have no idea what's going on. I experienced this with John. Um, oh, it was 2019. Wow. Okay. When we went to the Grand Canyon, we had to fly out there in order to be able to have time to go see everything. And he walks in the airport with me and he, I mean, mind you, this was like four years after I had gone to Belize. So it's been a while for me too. And he's like, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, it's, it's very overwhelming when you go to an airport, especially when you go from Columbus airport to 
Atlanta, Georgia, which is like huge. This this airport's so huge that we had to take a little subway train in order to go to one spot to the other in this in this airport. And then you get to Belize and it's like this little dinky airport that has like maybe a few airplanes coming in that day and you just you have to talk to one person. I don't even think they wanted us when we came in or whatever. And you're just pretty much there. Like, they have a place where you can rent cars right across the street from that. And that was, was pretty much it. So, we flew into Belize City, which is, I believe, the capital of Belize. Belmopan or Belize City was one or the other. And Belmopan's right next to Belize City, and that's where we were staying. We were staying at a Christian camp there, because this was a Christian college pretty interesting when you come into this. This is a third world country, mind you. Never been out of the States before. It was, and I'd never been to Florida either at that point, so I've never really been to, like, someplace tropical, really. That was a little bit of a shock, but honestly, it was kind of, it was just, I was just, like, baffled by all of it, you know? It was so cool. And when we got to Kindred Spirits, it was like these little shanties. I wouldn't say shanties. They were like little cabins, essentially, that we were staying at. I'll never forget the first, I think it was the first or second night we were there, because we were only staying a couple nights. This is dang dogs. It was like a group of them. I swear they were all surrounding the cabin, and they were just hollering. It was insane. And also, I think the first couple nights we saw, or we heard howler monkeys, Oh my gosh, if you don't know what's going on out there, it's crazy. So we stayed at Kindred Spirits just for the fact that we were going to, I think that's when we went to the Belize Zoo, and we also went to Lamanai, which is one of the bigger, more popular um, Mayan ruins that people visit, which Belize is starting to become more and of itself an ecotourism spot, which is pretty cool. Lamanai was really cool for the fact that we did a tour over there. I won't, like, get super in-depth with some of this stuff unless, like, it really matters. But Lamanai, we essentially had to go on a boat down the river. And they had this spot where they had a museum and the trail. And we, it was really cool because we got to go up on top of this Mayan ruin they used to have this actual stairs in front open, but then some lady fell a year before, broke her arm, and they closed that off. They put cement stairs right next to it. It didn't feel the same. It would have been cooler to do the other, but I get it. And it was neat because you could see everything on top of that. It was just, it was incredible. Some of the stonework, when you... When you hear about this stuff, you're like, okay, cool, and you see pictures and that, but when you actually see it in real life, it was it was epic to think about people actually building this and chiseling it and creating it, and it was, I don't know, it was honestly insane. It was honestly insane to see a zoo also in a different country because this was a zoo that was just full of native animals. So the zoo actually rehabilitates some of the animals slash keeps them if they can't go back into captivity. That was the black jaguar? Jaguar? Yes. That they had. 
believe that's what I'm looking for. Jaguar or leopard? One of the two. I'm drawing a blank for right now. But they had one that was black. His name was Lucky Boy. He had gotten hit by a car. They couldn't release him for whatever reason. Um, That was really cool to see. Because that was the only way to be able to see a jaguar in, in Belize. You're not going to actually see it out in the wild. And that was the only re- way we could see a tapir, too. We got to see tapirs. The first couple days was quite interesting as well. Uh, we were... So, we traveled with the business group a lot. They were there mainly to go take water bottles that had filtration systems to, I believe, schools in Belize. There was a couple schools and to southern Belize for kids that don't have access to clean drinking water. So, they kind of traveled with us, did some stuff while they were there on top of what they were there for. So they got to go do some of the things that we did. And I remember their professor forgot his passport. So he had to come in the next day. And then our one of our vans ended up with a flat tire that day too. So it was kind of a rough time before we even got started. Definitely. Uh, we got to visit... So, after we traveled to, or after we were in Belmopan and Kindred Spirits, we went to San Ignacio slash Sakuts. Sakuts is where we actually stayed the majority of our time. It's in the middle of Belize. It is this little itty-bitty town. They have a dirt floor post office, a market, and they have Benny's, which was like this little outside bar area, which was where we got all of our Wi-Fi at. We went to Benny's quite a bit. And that is where we went to Zunantinich. We went, which is another Mayan ruin. It's, I think, that's the largest Mayan ruin in Belize. And it was really cool. We went on top of that one as well. But you can actually see Guatemala from that point. I mean, we were so close to Guatemala that when we went to a cave called Alum Cave. Or not Alum Cave. I'm thinking over here. Chechemha Cave. Um... When we went to Chechemha, my professor was telling us, you know, if we crossed this road and we actually went over in that land, we would actually be in Guatemala, which that's a big no-no. The Guatemalas will, Guatemalans will shoot you, you know, stuff like that. And we're like, this is great hearing this while we're, you know, traveling on this road. Oh, and Chechemha Cave, let me tell you about this. So Chechemha was actually on this um, guy's property. He actually found it as a kid, this cave. It was a mine cave that they would go do rituals in. It was so much pottery. Uh, they believed that their ancestor spirits was in the pottery. They had to bust it in order for their spirits to be released. There was a part of the cave that, I can't remember if it was a stalactite or a stalagmite, that was huge. And I can't how did it go? It was nicknamed Tree Roots, and I think they believed that that was part of, like, a spiritual thing as well. We actually got to see bats in this as too. But while we, when we got there, his mom also lives on the property with him, and she was obviously not wearing a bra, and my professor has traveled so many times there that those people know him by heart. <laughs> you could see the awkwardness in his face when she hugged him. 
<laughs> it was great. But, and Chechem Ha was a little weird because this guy also had a blind dog. So when you, when you're walking to this place, you don't even know where you're going at this point. And this blind dog's like coming around the corner and then you finally get to this place and it's got this gate over it so nobody goes into it. And then you're just like, am I in a horror movie at this point? But it was, it was really fascinating by far. We also went to Trek Stop over there, which was the butterfly house. So we got to see butterflies. Uh, that dude had some long, long fingernails. I took a picture of him holding an owl butterfly. And I, I was very glad that I took, <laughs> got that. Oh, and I forgot about the Baboon Sanctuary. Um, was actually funded by World Wildlife Fund a while back. I think they, they lost that. But it's mainly, uh, so they call howler monkeys baboons. Some people do down in Belize. And this is just a sanctuary to help them be able to keep their habitat and be able to migrate from forest to forest like they normally do. And it was really cool because we got to be face-to-face with these with these monkeys. There was a female with her youngin, and there was a male. And my professor said that this was like the best look to see him calling, and it was it was quite interesting. I'll have to I'll have to post the video sometime soon of this on my Instagram and Facebook. But it was just it was it was really cool. It was the first time I've gotten to see monkeys in the wild, so it definitely is an experience that I would have to say would be one that some people would find interesting. But that one, I'd have to say, the Baboon Sanctuary was pretty cool. The dude was cool. Different guy. But we also, on our travels, went to Key Cocker, which is one of the islands off of Belize. We got to snorkel the second largest reef in, a, in the whole world, the Mesoamerican Reef. And it was... I, coming into it, was like, oh, snorkeling is just one of those things that was like, you know, you you snorkel, you get to see some fish, whoop de doo Oh, no, 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 no. When you go to an aquarium, think about an aquarium, but like three times better. It was insane. I got to be face-to-face with a loggerhead sea turtle, and honestly, I got a little too close. The <laughs> they had to pull me back. And I got to be, you know, face-to-face with huge southern stingrays. I mean, they were absolutely huge. It just, to see some of the stuff that was just out there, you just, you you hear about it in movies, and you hear about it in, in shows and books and see pictures, but it's one of those things, just all of Belize, that honestly, you just... To see that experience firsthand, you just never think you will actually do it, you know? Uh, We went to Southern Belize. We actually got to see all of, pretty much all of Belize. You know, we went to Southern Belize. We went to, um, oh shoot, we we went to another ruins down there. We didn't stay long. Uh, We went to a place called Blue Hole National Park. It's not the blue hole that Belize is known for that people snort, like, dive in and stuff over by you know the keys but it's it's this little hole that you know is sitting out there 
and it's like this milky blue water and it was beautiful and St. Herman's Cave is also there and it was it was really cool that was our first taste of like caves down there we got to see the Mayan Mayan mountains we got to you know experience that actually Naked and Afraid was filming I don't know just down the road from us when we were over in the Mayan mountains it was kind of insane to think about but all in all the trip was just it was it was fascinating it was I'll say it was unbelievable as the the um people would say and honestly I thought I would have a culture shock down there but on a I I got a really big culture shock coming back here you don't know how busy our lives are until you go somewhere like that and just even being in a small town it just it it just seems so busy and so like so much commotion that it was just crazy so i guess that's a long like this was just short version of belize i i think i'll probably do like some hiking adventures some hiking stories that are more in depth besides that but honestly if i will say this if i recommend some if you ever get the opportunity to travel out of the country, whether it be through college or somebody is asking you to do, I highly recommend it. I, I'm itching to get John out of the country, and I'm hoping that someday COVID will not be a problem to where we can actually just travel with ease out of the country. Right now, it's kind of just been a hit and miss um, with everything going on. But honestly, it just... I will always up and down recommend any day to just go travel out of the country and do it somewhere where you've been like really itching to go to. I would love to go to Ireland. I'd love to go to Canada, go to Banff. Like I I mean, I'm itching to go somewhere like that and I'm I'm ready to go see those places. And maybe someday, but right now it's just I'm going to settle with going out west. I'm going to settle with going maybe close by like what we did in Michigan this year. And I'm hoping that 2022, we're going to have some really good plans. We were already brainstorming as to where we're planning on going. Next year's our five-year anniversary. So we're excited to celebrate somewhere. And hopefully, you know, I'll be able to (laughs) tell you where we're going soon. But right now, I'm going to keep it a surprise and we're going to be going on to the next round of a, of an episode hopefully soon and i'm hoping that 2022 will bring this podcast in around and bring some good stuff and maybe even a youtube channel we'll see i'm not promising anything i hope you all are doing good and i hope you have happy hiking and i hope you have happy trails we'll see you next time